even as you know the sort of total annihilation kind of looms they're still thinking about themselves and their kind Just of com- craven desires and the things that they want complete lack of interiority or like compassion for anyone around them well uh, i think that leads us directly into the next song <laughs> Uh, yes, it does. The talk, the sex, somebody to trust, the TT the house on the vineyard, the house on the Gulf Coast. These are the things I miss the most. This is just, I mean, like, this, if there's a song on this record that I think is like, I love this, things I miss the most, I love this song. <laughs> but if you if you had one of those AI chatbot programs write you a Steely Dan lyric, if you just said, like, write me a Steely Dan song that came out in 2003, like, this this is the song that it would spit out, basically. <laughs> yes, you feed it, like, divorce and Eames chair, and it'll just, it'll do the rest. Exactly, yeah, porno mags, BMWs. Yep. It's the Audi TT. Uh, excuse me, Audi TT. Yeah, yeah How please. Could I they were very specific. I, you know, we have to be specific. They're because you know, they, they didn't just say the luxury car or anything like yeah. that. You know, the, I'm thinking of that. Idea. That have you ever seen that? Um, that Steely Dan to Deadhead fan conversion chart. <laughs> yes. where yeah, that's the, crazy. The, the Deadhead bus converts to a BMW 3 Series, I believe. So that <laughs> just getting my luxury car references uh, in the Steely Dan canon mixed up in my brain. Yeah. They're like yeah, acid yeah. guys, right? Weren't they kind of like into that? Well, Fagan, yeah, Fagan has really good LSD stories, but I, they, it seems like they had gotten a lot of that. You know, they got a lot of that out of their system in college or into their system, I, I guess. Right. You know, right. Because his, his, his first trip is like after freshman year or something like that. He writes about it very beautifully in uh, Eminent Hipsters. He has a, a story about, you know, the sort of set and setting of, uh, you know, suburban, uh, like Long Island. Um, as the leaves are turning and all of that stuff. And I think they're, they're obviously very influenced by that. And they've all, the, you know, the same way that like Dylan is the thing that sort of gives them permission to be abstract in some way. Like there's certainly, mm-hmm. they have, they have been through the psychedelic tunnel um, and, you know, come out the other side as yeah. in, 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 in whatever way. I love this one too. Cause it's like, I feel like it's this song that, you know, it's, the 70s albums are so full of like these characters kind of like these fantasies about escape like you have Black Friday and my old school I'm never going back any world that I'm welcome to like you know we're all kind of they're they're either dreaming of or they're in the process of escaping or they're thinking about escaping something and on the reunion albums you have stuff like uh, the uh, what's the one where the, oh shame about me where it's like oh now mm-hmm. I'm like living in the consequences of right. my my choices and I feel like this is another one where it's it's kind of it's a guy like well whatever like steely Danish things I got up to while I was married or in a relationship like this has uh, you know it's it's led it to the the logical uh, conclusion <laughs> if it isn't the consequences of my own actions yeah, yeah. exactly well well, well, well. well, well, well yeah. <laughs> But then what I like about it is that it starts out with him sort of being like, yeah, this might be sort of this is existentially lonely. I miss the you know, the talk, the sex, somebody to trust. But his mind keeps wandering back to and, you know, all of my stuff, that, you 
balance she took from me like all the you know the like the really good pans and uh, like the 54 strat, 54 strat. he has a terrible divorce lawyer clearly it was a like, she really took him to the the cleaners and he, you know, he has nothing <laughs> and so that's what he's that's what he's actually thinking about that's what makes him a steely dan protagonist is that he starts with like an existential loneliness and then his mind keeps going to like this the things that he used it's literally can... the things i miss the most <laughs> yeah I and mean, that's I, I think that there's something though in the song that is um, kind of actually sad and tragic, which is the, it's called the things I miss the most. And it does have this thing of always going back to the physical uh, literal objects and the house on the vineyard, the house on the Gulf coast being my favorite part where it's just the another house <laughs> um, and the good copper pan and the, the 54 strat. And then there's also this thing where it's almost like uh, like most of the time it has this like little these little moments where you know that I mean maybe those are the things he he misses the most but uh, there's maybe something he's just not allowing himself to. Think I think about. it's it's like reverse most of the time. Like this guy is like like working desperately on developing some sort of self awareness and sense of interiority. I'm learning how to meditate. So far, so good. He says yeah, himself. Yeah. And but he like he just he can't hack it. Like he's got a therapist who says like go home, uh, breathe, close your eyes, think about your life and your place in it. Uh, and he starts doing that. And he's like, all right, I'm I'm getting somewhere. And then it's just like boom. The yeah, fucking, it is. The, it is reverse. The most Audi of the TT. Time. The, the most of the time, he might be just generally kind of bummed out about the divorce, but um, you know, like sometimes he he thinks about uh, like the actual thing haunting him is the, losing the shit. Right. They're <laughs> always. I mean, yeah. The narrator of Steely Dan song is always trying to convince themselves that they're having a good time, right? With whatever exactly. it is that they're doing. So it, he's like, yeah, it's 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 been good. You know, I'm really working on myself. You know, but like it, you hear it fall apart because the next thing after the meditation line is right. He's like, I'm building the Andrea Doria out of balsa, balsa wood. wood. Like he's <laughs> he's bored for one thing. Like he's just trying to fill the day with something. And I feel like that's you know, it, it, I, I what part of what I really like about this song too is that it i i don't know you know you don't know what's a don song and what's a walter song and it's always like a you know kind of a, a it's a hybrid sensibility but this strikes me as somebody who's like you know also had to figure out what to fill the day with now that they'd stopped doing drugs you know like that you're sure. kind of i need to do something i'm now like i'm alone with my thoughts in a way you know i'm not able to to seek sort of annihilation in in the same way so i got to build this ship yeah, what can I possibly do to just prevent myself from sticking a spike in my arm for one yeah. more day? And I guess yeah. it's you know building <laughs> building a little model boat. Um, yeah. On the note, the note of is it a Don song? Is it a Walt song? You you handle this really uh, with an interesting kind of take in the book. You you develop this character, Mister Steely Dan, <laughs> who is who is the the uh, the the person who is both both of them, but neither of them at the same time. Uh, and and exists in you know kind of the this central meeting point between their minds, but they also have. You, you, there's some quote you say like um, uh, Walter's presence gives Don some sort of like plausible deniability in his lyrics and his writing, which I think is a really interesting take and explains things like the Nightfly and Kamikiri ad, uh, which are these uncharacteristically the Nightfly maybe more so than than Kamikiri ad, um, but these uncharacteristically unvarnished looks at who this guy really is or was or where he came from. Um, and, uh, but records that, you know, he, he Don is not, has not made a ton of so, like solo records, put out what three at this point with morph and, or four with sunken condos. Right. Um, yeah. it, so it's just, um, 
it, it, I, I've always kind of wondered that. Like, why do the two of them, who are such great musicians, clearly are driven by such incredible kind of creative energies, um, only ever put out, Walt put out the two solo records and Don has put out the four and is apparently working on a fifth right now. Uh, but I guess it might be because the two of them kind of needed each other <laughs> to exist as this Mr. Steely Dan character that you uh, so clearly and cleverly devised. That's that's what what I thought. I mean, yeah, the Mr. Steely Dan thing is, you know, shout out to uh, Jerome Anton, uh, the the uh, roadie who used to introduce them. And, I, you know, it's sometimes you get the sense he didn't realize there wasn't a Steely Dan, you know, because his whole right. thing, his, his whole thing is he would give up, get up and give these introductions and he sounds uh, you know, extremely wasted. And so you can't you didn't necessarily know. They clearly thought it was hilarious to, like, have him get up there and kind of rap. Here is a magnificent one. The one and the only one. Mr. Skilly Dan and whatever. Um, so he mentions, you know, Mr. Steely Dan is here tonight, you know, as it, you know, in the way that like sometimes you'll know, be like, hey, it's Coldplay, like when you, you know, point at Chris Martin or something. Right. Um, uh, but yeah, so Mr. Steely Dan is the guy where they meet in the middle. And uh, the, what I suggest in the book, I don't, I, I think this, and it's somewhat borne out by stuff that Donald has said, like, we don't really know what Walter would say about this, it, you know, but that I think Don found it really difficult to, to write uh, without Walter, uh, you know, he's obviously very good at writing music, but I think he found it difficult to sort of put himself at the center of it right in that same way like nightfly is being this exception where it's really you know and i think he's you know he's like in therapy and stuff and like you know figuring out who he is because he gets out of this band that he's been in for 10 years and kind of like has this layoff where he's left it's the things i missed the most moment it's like oh now i gotta think my i got i'm alone with my thoughts how do i not turn into this guy (laughs) yeah what do i do and uh, yeah, I think there's a there there's a permission and uh, sort of also like maybe a courage that comes from having somebody else being like, yeah, that's a great like or you know or following through. Like what Donald always said is that you know people ask like, what did Becker do? Because sometimes he's not on these records at all as a right. player. You know, he's sort of he's in the room, but then like you know as of as of Gaucho, like he's gone for you know or you know even before that, like he's gone for longer and longer periods of time. So it's like, is it just Don's band and Walter's in it? But it's not that. It's that Walter being there allows Donald to do something that he couldn't otherwise do. They said that Walter would like finish the sentences that he couldn't finish. He would finish the songs that he couldn't finish. I think there's more than that to it, but I think that's a big piece of it. I think that's a big reason why Fagan didn't keep up that level of, you know, who was all, they were always kind of slow. They would always have these sort of longish layoffs in between. And they got longer and longer. It took longer than to, you know, to make Gaucho than, you know, anything. But the reason it took, so, you know, that he didn't crank it out more is that, that, you know, I think he needed that. And he was, it was hard to learn, you know, to work without it. 